three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Housekeeping, brought to you by the Politipop Podcast, the podcast where we take your favorite pop culture media and discuss the social and political themes within. I am your co-host, Mike Booch, and while Ty is taking a day off, he's allowed that, you know, as as, as a co-host here, uh, we have a special guest host with us. That's right. He is a fan favorite. He has been requested back by several of our listeners, and, uh, and he... He's what we need right now to bring levity and 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 calmness to to the unrest in America. That's right. I'm bringing back from the Batman v Superman episodes, Joe. Hi, how you doing, everybody? And they are doing fantastic. Now that you're about to lay down some knowledge on them, um, before we do that, I want to remind everybody who's listening to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, rate and review us. Five star review would be awesome. And uh, if we like your review, we'll read it on the podcast too. We're still working on that Patreon; it's on its way, and you'll be ready to throw your money straight at our faces like a bukkake birthday, but with bucks. And if you're listening on YouTube, please make sure this isn't a kid episode by the way if you're listening on youtube please make sure that you like and subscribe uh get us those views share it to every you know to, to everywhere you can and uh as always you can find us on twitter at politipop pod so joe do you know why you're back here today uh talk about the shit show that's going on right now in politics that shit show of course uh being the the election uh that's happening in less less than a week now at this point yeah what? Oh man, it's so close. Uh, but Tuesday. but yeah. So so Joe, you know, I know I've mentioned you on a few on a few episodes where you know I've had conversations with you off mic uh, about you know how our different viewpoints on this election and 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 the state of our country. And you know, just bringing that up has has had a bunch of listeners you know come in and they're like, hey, you know, we want to we want to hear somebody debate Joe and Joe says why you should vote Biden and somebody else says why you should, why you should vote third party or, or whatever it may be. And, um, you know, I naturally kind of shy away from conflict. I don't like the idea of a debate, but I, I do think that you have some knowledge and some experience and some wisdom in areas that, that, you know, us young bucks might not necessarily have. That was ageist. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, that us, cause we're not really that, that young young but um you know we've only voted in a handful of elections at this point right so you know we've been told so far that every single election here is the election of our life that we have to vote or die that yeah. it's the most important one that's the way it always is though is it yeah well because it's always you know they're always talking about what's the next thing is going to happen and if you know you don't change it the whole world comes to an end in other words you know lbj and talking about how gold um uh, what's his name? Oh Goldman God. Sachs. No, the senator from Arizona. Goldfinger. Not Goldfinger. Uh, uh, Goldeneye. No. Uh, I can't think of his name. But he ran against LBJ, and he had that big Daisy commercial talking about how he was going to set off nuclear bombs and stuff like that. So, you know, it's always something. Or, you know, whether it was Reagan talking about how, you know, everybody's going to keep kidnapping all of our people, like in Iran. <laughs> or, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, the... Um, 
Bush doing the thing with the the guy that killed somebody in Massachusetts, about how they're releasing all the, all the uh, you know the criminals to come and kill you. It's always you know. Oh, and that's still happening happen. even Sometimes in local that's always politics. So it's always you some know? sort of crisis. Always, uh, you know that it is. It is always the time to kind of put your morals aside and and vote for the lesser of two evils. Is that accurate to say? Um. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're evil. I mean, it's you know, I mean, the fact that you only have two choices making it binary makes it seem like that. But it's not like you're choosing between like, all right, it's either Hitler or, or Stalin. Or you're <laughs> literally choosing between two evils. It's just you're just you know, picking the one that's the you know lesser that is like you. But only two choices that doesn't leave you much though. You know, where you only have choices of vanilla and chocolate. You know, one of them's not evil, but it's just you know, it's never really going to satisfy what you want when you only have those two choices because you're not going to want that all the time. Yeah. So that's what the problem is. It's just limited. You know choice it's the lamest buffet ever yeah yeah and i mean that's that's what we've been what we've been saying on here for for some time now especially as the election comes to a head that uh you know like there are third party candidates and fourth party and fifth party candidates who who would all align with 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 our politics a little better uh even even the most conservative of them being the libertarian candidate joe jorgensen uh still has like some some pretty uh progressive views but we're not hearing anything about her. We don't hear anything about uh, Mark Charles, who is a Native American running for office. We're not hearing anything about uh, Howie Hawkins and, and Angela Walker of the Green Party. It, it kind of makes it tough to trust democracy when the media intentionally keeps these people from us, keeps us from, from knowing about more than, than just the two parties. Like, right, but it, it, it's like with anything. Let's say it was movies. You're only going to hear about the bigger movies because you can't have every single little independent get the same amount of time as Star Wars does on the next Marvel movie. So, yeah, so the person, like you said, that's not even running for, like I said, a top four or five party that's, you know, way farther down, you're obviously not going to hear from them because they're, only get, they're not even getting 1%. And they're going to do better on the home video release. Exactly. <laughs> they go straight to on-demand. Yeah. But not everybody does that, though. Like, like Bernie is the one who, he'll go to home video release. Like, what I mean is, is to say that after, like, the big election is lost or what have you, he'll still be working for the average person. You know, it kind of sucks that you see a lot of fair-weather people. Like, as far as I remember, when Hillary Clinton lost the 2016 election, she was nowhere to be found. Afterwards. It, yeah, afterwards. Like, right. after well, it happened. Because Bernie goes back to being a senator. Yeah, she goes back to pushing. He's more actually bills and employed. Whatever. Where is she going to get? I'm saying she already was a senator from New York, and she had that up to be Secretary of State. You know what I'm saying the only thing after Secretary of State, the next thing is Vice President and President. You know, mm-hmm. always everything else is on the step down. So people usually won't do that. They'll rather go give speeches and write books and do whatever. They don't want to go and step down. No, I mean it's very rare that somebody ever goes back to something that's lower than them. You know, so most people either go up, and if they don't, then you move out. Like you know. Yeah. It's unusual that Romney, you know, did something like that, ran, didn't get it, and then became a senator. Mm-hmm. That's pretty unusual. So so let's go back to this idea that you're saying it's not really a, a matter of the lesser of two evils. Like, uh, I, I just want to expound on that a bit because, you know, like we we normally hear that, oh, it's it's never going to be two perfect choices. But literally in this election, we are being told that that if one individual gets elected, we will die. Are those sort of exaggerations normal when it comes to election uh, season or is is it something different with this election? Uh, I mean, just the actions of the president will make it will make it more. Whereas most people, there is they always they always talk about the threat of no matter who it is, whether it's the Democrat mm-hmm. and they're going to give everything away and then you're going to let you know get rid of borders or yeah. the other side of the Republicans. Well, like I said, they're going to start doing other things by getting rid of Social Security. So they'll always do. It, but with the way he acts so erratically, they're like you know not only do you have the normal things that a Republican might do, 
by, you know what I'm saying, by giving all the tax cuts to the rich and cutting back services for all the poor people, that this guy might actually do something crazy and, like, start a nuclear war with North Korea or whatever it is. Yeah. They see him not even as having the normal, like, you know, what they would call, like, circuit breakers, where he would stop from doing stuff and getting out of control. He doesn't seem to have it. He'll just start talking about, you know, wanting to, you know, drop bombs on, you know, North Korea or whatever it is to be or, you know, talk about pulling out of NATO or, you know, big things yeah. like that where, you know, someone would never say that because you don't, you know, say that because you don't want to cause that kind of unrest because it causes the stock market to crash you know you're you know you're either your enemies or even your friends but don't know what the hell's going on they don't know if they could trust you now because you start <laughs> talking all crazy yeah so you know what i'm saying it causes so much more chaos that he becomes his own essential wild card where he should be the person that tries to calm the waters he's literally spinning it up more and making it more wild so he's not being that, you know. So like what is another? So what does another four years of Trump look like to you? Like, let's say he wins after November third. Like, does does it? Will it be as bad as people project it to be? I mean, that is accounting for a pandemic that's already killed over two hundred twenty thousand people because this dude said like, you don't need to wear a mask; it's a hoax. Like, does it get worse than that? It depends on what you consider to be worse. I mean, it'll be more tax cuts for rich and for, you know, for corporations, stuff like that. Yeah, of course. You know, he'll probably do look something to try to turn Social Security into more of a 401k. So instead of being guaranteed, it's based on the market. So if the market crashes before you're ready to retire, you got nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it'll, it'll become much more, as opposed to guarantees and like things you could count on to more like, all right, it's a gamble with the stock market because it's cheaper. Because they'll, you know, they'll assume that the market gains will fill in the rest. But if it doesn't, Okay. Left short. So more corporate welfare and stuff, but you know that also happened during the Obama administration too, right? Yeah, there are certainly things, some things like when they were trying to get like solar panels up and running, getting people to stop buying them. So they gave seed money to companies to help get their you know projects started yeah. and stuff like that. But you know they've always had that. Whether it was you know doing it with you know airplanes stuff like that after the wars to start having you know inter intercontinental flights as supposed to just flying around the country. So they helped, you know, using by funding the military, they end up helping, you know, the commercial. Like the internet was originally created for the Department of Defense to be able to share data across all the different research labs, and then they turned it into a commercial thing. Now you know, now you're not just trading research papers. Now you're trading, you know, whatever on Amazon or all these other websites. So they mm -hmm. just, you know, convert everything into that. You know, spy satellites became, you know, satellite TV with Direct TV. So they just always convert whatever they, you know, do for the military into just a commercialized version of it, so they could then monetize it. Do you have any friends who are Trump supporters? Yeah. So how does how does that work? Because like you you seem to be a pretty you know left leaning moral. I mean the way you have it come across as it just seems like logical. You know like the way the way you speak and um you know but I I do know there's this idea that like a, a a Trump supporter is like the the worst person because of who they support. What I find interesting is that I haven't gotten any flack from my conservative friends about what you know, like the two or three that I have to have, like conservative acquaintances. I I haven't gotten any flack from them about about voting third party or talking shit about Biden, but it has been my liberal friends. Right, because they see it as a positive for them. That that's why that's why they won't. You know I'm saying if you were saying you'd vote Biden, then they'd probably try to talk you out of it. But they see it as if I'm fighting you and, you know what I'm saying, someone that's your friend could obviously help you and you're not, that's a benefit to me. You know what I'm saying? So they see it as a plus. Like I said, all my friends that do it, some people don't like them for certain reasons. Like I have friends that like them purely just for tax cuts. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the money and they don't, they're not, and they're actually super liberal. So they're more uh, Trump um, voters, just not Trump supporters. Correct. You could say that. But they, but they do like them for that reason. But socially you're saying they lean liberal. Right. 
you know, Which, they're, 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 more, they're more pro-choice, you know, like legalization of drugs, stuff like that, you know. But like I said, when it comes to like taxes, though, they do want them lower because some of them do make more money. So they look at it as more, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know, having a family is more something that's just for them. So they don't look at it from the social side. Where I have other friends that are more, you know, religious, stuff like that, where they do like them for that reason, you know, because they do like the judges and stuff like that, you know. So everybody has a different reason. Not everybody, you know, buys everything 100%. Some people are in it just for certain things. Some people just, you know, it's like shopping. They take one part of this, one part of that, and they don't want the rest. But, you know. It all comes with it. It's a package deal. So even though you don't want to eat it, it still comes in the basket. Yeah. It sounds like the conversation you and I had outside the bagel shop that day. You said that it's it, you're never going to get everything you want at once. It's more about gradual change. Like gradually we've been moving to the left uh, depending on how you how you look at it. So I, I, is that kind of what you're saying? Like, you know, you got to take most of what you want. Whoever has more of what you want, just go with that person. That's, that's the way I do it. I mean, I see it as, like you said, I look at it more... Some people. That's why a lot of people. The, the reason why people don't like talking about politics is because they look at it as it's very similar to religion. It's something that's very personal, and if you challenge it, you're challenging them personally. Like, yep, even I if you don't call that. them stupid, they look at you as saying that they're stupid because you're believing something. It's like you know, how do you believe in God? You know, what I'm saying it's like, how do you believe in him? Yeah, same kind of thing. So you know, what I'm saying so it's very tough to talk. Do to you people believe about that things. this con man represents the people? Right. Like. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, or whether it's the other way around, they do this old guy that can barely even stand up and you know put together a sentence. Is you know, everybody <sighs> will have their you know, what I'm saying their caricature yep. of the other. Where I look at it as you know, what I'm saying I don't look at it that way. I look at it as like you said, more logical, more like. You know, looking to get things done. Who I think is going to do the most things for the best good. And also don't look at it from the point of view of what's best for me. I look for what's best for everybody. Because in the end, what's best for everybody will be better for me as well. Because you'll have less bad things going on inside. You'll have crime will go down, stuff like that. So you'll get other that's- ancillary benefits that may not always come to you, but you do get the benefit of it. So that's the Guardians of the Galaxy defense. You know, oh, you know, what makes you love the galaxy so much anyway? Why do you want to save it so much? Is it because I'm one of the people who lives in it? Right, exactly. You know, that's you know, and the, there is a price to society, like Benjamin Franklin said. So you got to invest in it. Yeah, so that's very that's very comrade like of you. You know, but that's, that's also something more of the left where they think of more like the community, whereas on the right it's more individualism. If everybody just takes care of themselves, everybody would be fine. Yeah. It's like, well, you can't say that because not everybody is starting from the same place or has the same capabilities. So you can't say that because what do you say to someone that's born with like incredible handicaps? Or let's say you're born, you know what I'm saying, in a place where you don't have good schooling. You know, you can't be like, oh, we go have the same opportunities when it's not true. You know, you get maybe the same general idea of an opportunity. But like I said, everybody may get a chance to go to high schools, but there are high schools that are funded very differently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that makes a very big difference. If you go into a very rich area like Half Hollow Hills, where, you know, they have every possible thing you want, as opposed to going to Wyandanche, where, you know what I'm saying, they're cutting so many things. You don't have all those different after clubs or elective classes, stuff like that, AP, whatever. So you don't get the same kind of experience. So if you don't, so if, if you're not of the school of thought that, Another four years of Trump is going to destroy the world as we know it. Why? Why settle for for Biden? Why not go? Why not go green? Where they, you know, they they do believe in, uh, you know, actually doing stuff for the environment, not just doing half measures. Where they, you know, believe in Medicare for all, and they believe in, uh, you know, defunding the police and and racial equality. Like, you know, if. You know, if we'll be all right overall, you know, depending on how many more COVID right. deaths we have, you know, why why not? Well, like I said, I mean, I don't think you well. I well, mean, why not you he personally? Push the button, he doesn't actually blow up the world. He would never end the country. There's always a there's chance, enough, right? There's always a chance. Yeah, you can never say it's zero, <laughs> but 
like I said, I mean, you got to look at it more as a holistic thing in that he will do some damage and you know, he keeps getting rid of all these norms, which is not good. You know what I'm saying? Like where he's pushing all the government business into his own private business. So he's making money on stuff. Yeah. So the more he does it, the more it becomes like a regular thing. And the next time someone's in there, it's not that big of a deal when you can say, oh, well, the last guy did it for eight years. What's the big deal? So you, want, you don't want someone that keeps breaking all the norms, but you also got to take into account that. Yeah. Like I said, the Green Party is being the party it is. It, they don't, you know, do very well. I mean, I don't think they even make ten percent usually when they when they run. So they don't even get matching funds. So unless, like I said, if this Republican Party after him shatters and breaks into two different parts, like Trumps and then like you know regular conservatives, that would be like you know the, um, you know the old like Eisenhower conservatives that would mm-hmm. split off from him, and then you know then maybe that's the Democratic Party does it splinter, and you could have the more left leaning part join the Green Party. Then they'd make a more viable but right now they just they think when i first voted i voted for ross perot but and he got i think okay 15 so he actually ended up getting matching funds for the next election but he never got more than it all he did was just you know just suck you know some votes out of one out of the other but it was never enough to do anything and i mean no one's ever come close the closest was theodore roosevelt with bull moose and maybe he got like 20 something percent but he still wasn't even close. So even if the Green Party does get their 5% this election, it is unlikely that it will lead to, uh, you know, ba- ba- you're, you're I'm, not, I'm not putting words in your mouth saying that you're like, you're like, it's never going to happen. But you're saying based on trends, based on actual history, that it, it is unlikely for them to turn that into any sort of, uh, how would I say, major party that can contest the big two? Or? You would need to have something happen to the Democratic Party to break it up. Like they were, like if something happens with the Republican Party after this. Like let's say if a bunch of people uh, don't vote for the DNC's candidate because they screwed out the, uh, the, the progressive candidate that people actually wanted two elections in a row. Like is that a possibility? Or? No, I think if something... Um... Because the DNC would, has to know to they be, can't keep getting away with this shit, like. But you got to take into account that it's only it's not the entire party, though. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Republican Party is maybe like three different parts to it, whereas the Democratic Party is like five or six parts. So, you know, what I'm saying there's none of them are big enough to ever take it down. Where you would need to have multiple of them get together mm-hmm. to to walk away to make a difference. You know what I'm saying? It's just not big enough. You know, each little section of it, whether it's the environmental side or like labor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's so many other little smaller parts. You know what I'm saying? That, you know. How much for a revolution? Give me the numbers on that. How many progressives need to own weapons? And- <laughs> oh, they don't own enough weapons. They don't believe in owning weapons. That's why it's, it's that would happen to be more likely if Trump lost. And that would be more likely. So, because they're the ones that probably own like probably, you know, 70% of the weapons. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean that's and that's another reason why I've said it I've said it before and I'll say it a couple more times that like for as much as you may quote unquote hate that conservative or hate that Trump supporter or something like you know they are part of the 99% too like we need them like you know we and I I think a lot of their their choices and decisions come from ignorance you know they've been fed this lie and indoctrinated just like we were you know, to believe that, you know, capitalism is good and and taking care of each other is bad. And, and you know, that that's where they come from. But I think, you know, once it, hopefully if you can educate another person and be like, hey, listen, like I'm, I'm on your side, like 
you know, you shouldn't have to align yourself with a Republican that doesn't really represent your values, just like I shouldn't have to align myself with a Democrat who doesn't really represent my values. And these are both, you know, corporate owned politicians. It's us. It's the working people who really need to work, work together. And even that, dude, I'm, I'm so ridiculously like un, unbearably progressive at this point that like I even think the term working class is a classist term. Like, because oh, you can be unemployed and still should have, you know, li- you know, life, shelter, clothing, food. Like, like you still right. deserve basic human rights, regardless of un- uh, employment status. Well, you could get like Section 8 housing and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't obviously live well, you know, on, on food stamps, stuff like that. But yeah. You know what I'm saying you wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like, you know, before like the depression where at that point you just, you know, we're living on the street and survive by just begging for money. Like, you know, like you see in the movies. Yeah. But like I said, it, it is... Like I said, economics would be the thing that would cross over and help people. But the problem is, is you have people that are just suspicious of the benefits. Like yeah. they don't want, even though they would benefit from them, they still don't want them because they basically just end up voting against their own economic interests because they think that it like it almost like admits a weakness. Yep. Or sometimes they're like, oh well, I, when I get, I'm rich, I won't need it. Not realizing that obviously not everybody can ever become rich. Someone's yeah. got to work for somebody. Yeah. Someone's got to dig ditches. So not everybody can be a millionaire. Yeah. And people got to understand that, you know, sometimes you got to do what's best for you in the long term. And like you said, getting things like public schools, obviously better. You know, so you don't if people to try to afford to pay for private school for each individual kid, it'd be much more expensive. So you need to have these kind of, you know, socialized programs like public schools, public roads, libraries, stuff like that, because to have it privately and have to pay for memberships or whatever it is. It'd be too expensive to pay for all these things a la carte, where when you're putting it across all of society, it's so much cheaper. You know what I'm saying? It's just economically benef- beneficial. It's like, you know, forcing yourself to shop at some small little boutique shop instead of going to BJ's and buying in bulk. Where if we just, we all need it, why not just all buy it together and save money on the quantity discount? Mm-hmm. But some people are just very individualistic and like, I don't want to do it on myself. I want to do it by myself. And like, all right. And then when you fail, what are you going to do then? You know, then you just end up living like someone like in Mississippi, which is one of the reddest states and also one of the poorest states. Yeah, like you know, it's just which makes no sense. I mean, you know, you, sh- you sh- they didn't even opt in for Medicare when it comes to Obamacare. Like, wow. it's like, why wouldn't you? You know, what I'm saying you're entitled to. It. Why would you do it? But this, you know, it's almost like that cutting off your nose, you know, despite your face because of pride. Yeah, I. You know, what's interesting that you you talk about that individualism because even on Comrade uh, Twitter, you know, like you know, a bunch of people who who spout a lot of communist ideals and stuff. One guy was like, "Well, you know, I still own 130 acres, and I wouldn't want to share that with anybody." And I'm like, "Well, you know that owning all the acres together with a bunch of other people." is better like hypothetically right you know obviously we haven't seen like a pure form of communism like the way it's written out that that actually right. works well, the only place un- that ever they ever did it was in the communes in israel in the kibbutzes they did it okay but it's on such a smaller scale i mean it wasn't yeah. it was never set up like a country they were more like towns but like i said whether they do it economically or doing it as a government it's just no one would ever do it because somebody wants to always be in charge yeah so it'll never happen someone wants someone thinks they're the best farmer or whatever and they're gonna want to do it on their own so, it'll, you know what I'm saying, it'll always be it because people just don't have that innate ability to, like I said, when you're a kid, not everybody wants to share their toys or share mm-hmm. their, you know, their Oreo cookies. It's just some people just don't have that in them to share all the time. And that's what causes the problem. But like I said, you, they have lots of stuff like that. When, you know, in Florida, they have different um, cooperatives with the, you know, farm, uh, orange grove farmers, stuff like that. You know, they do have some stuff like that or, you know, soybean farmers. But for the most part, you know, you're basically getting destroyed by like Archer Daniel Midland and Cargill, these big agribusinesses that just, you know, have these big factory farms. So whether it's pork, you know, with, you know, Smithfield, you're never really going to compete on that level. You need to, you know, 
cut them back on, you know, from monopolistic reasons because they're controlling 60% of the pork market or whatever it happens to be. You know, unless you do something like that where you make it so, you know, small people can do it by banding together, saving money by buying, you know, grain together or whatever it happens to be to kind of cut their costs, they'll never compete on that level because they don't have those kind of economies of scale to make it, you know, cheaper for themselves. They're paying retail prices when other guys are paying wholesale. You're never going to make it. So this is why we have Joe on the show, people, because nobody else would know about a random town in Israel that enacted communist theory <laughs> and it worked out for them. Nobody else would be like, oh, well, clearly this little town in Israel did it. But it's, um, it, it's very different on that smaller scale, like on the political side. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to communism, you're supposed to pick a random person, put them on the town council. Then when you have all the people on the town council full, you pick one random person, you put them on like the county council. And then that, you know, from that council's full, one person, you put them on the state council. And that's how it would be done. You'd have everybody would have the force to serve. But now you obviously don't have that. You have professional politicians and, you know, yeah. it's, his own, it's his own business. Yeah, it, so it is always people, real, you know, people take politics. over. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's been the problem with communism Because you don't know the kid when you went to high school that you knew he was going to yeah. be the, you know, the class president. Mm-hmm. Someone that wanted to be in charge of everything. Which is good because you do need leaders. But like I said, it's, you know... Are they the benevolent leader? Now, speaking of uh, you know of leaders, we are talking about which which leader we're going to have uh, in less than a month or whenever we find out, depending on when all the ballots get mailed in and stuff. I actually have some some comments, concerns, questions from Facebook. We put this out there. Uh, so Kirk, who was actually the individual who suggested that we have you on the show specifically debating in favor of, of, of Biden. Um, so Kirk, uh, always interactive with the podcast. We appreciate it. He said, I'm concerned that the results will not be believed by either side. I don't know if that means violence on either side for, you know, for not believing that your candidate lost or, or, or what, you know, do you, do you think that's something that's possible, Joe, based on what you've seen? Well, with the different things that are going on, whether it's, you know, doing stuff to the U.S. post office to slow it down so ballots don't get processed as quick or, you know, challenging things in court so this way that certain things don't get counted. Like if it doesn't arrive in the office by a certain date, they don't count it even though it was postmarked before. So I think that's what will cause the problem. Like I said, stuff like that. And then obviously with the Voter suppression. Got right, it. Also with the president always saying that if I don't win, it has to be rigged. Yeah. You know, for the last four years and even when he won the first time saying the same thing. Uh, when he came to the Democrats in 2000, you know, which was a very controversial election. You know, yep. when, when, you know, that was decided Fucking by court Florida. down by 500 votes. You know, they accepted it. You know, obviously it sucked, but they did, you know, Al Gore said, shut it down. You know, the Supreme Court said it. It's over. You know, we have, we're a country of laws. You know, like somebody said, that doesn't always happen. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the laws have been I mean, broken think under this the party that's also would you would think would most likely do it is the one that did it the first time. You know, the, the people that are part of the Republican Party now are mostly from the South who did, you know, yeah. try to walk away the first time. So mm-hmm. you never know. They, yeah. do, they do have that in them. So. Travis said that he's concerned that we won't truly know who the president will be until January. I'm also concerned that no matter who wins, we will see some very bad physical ramifications. I mean, it will take a long time. I mean, I'm trying to think of when it I was. I mean, you've been, say, you've, you've been saying, Joe, that it won't be that bad. So please tell us now. I'm kidding. I'm putting words in your mouth. You didn't say that it won't be that bad. I mean, there were times where they didn't know who won until Thanksgiving. So there, you know, there is times where it takes weeks. You know? Yeah, but now I mean that's interesting. Like we are used to really fast stuff, though. Like we don't we don't pay attention to precedents anymore. Like you really do have to be a true student of history, I think, to understand the present. Um, and and it all does kind of start making sense. Well, it's all about the twenty four hour news cycle. So they are they wants yeah. everyone wants it solved on that night. 
And like I said, normally the numbers were never solidified that, that night. They might know because it's within a certain margin of error, but they usually didn't count like the overseas, like the American citizens that live overseas, the mm-hmm. expats mailing them in, military mailing them in. They usually didn't get counted until after Election Day anyway. Plus all the absentee ballots, and you have states that don't start counting until the actual day. Even though they may have had the votes for weeks, they don't start counting until the day of. So it, you never really have the full numbers until then. So it always takes a while. But like I said, being that they assume this is going to be so super close, that's why they think it'll be a bigger problem. But if, you know what I'm saying, if he ends up flipping some state that he's been going to, like if he flips Georgia, or if he flips Texas, that's, you know, that's game over. That'd be like a Republican taking California. Yeah. That's their biggest chip. If you take away Texas, he would never, he would never have a possibility of winning. Or if he lost Georgia, it'd be very difficult. So, you know what I'm saying, if, if certain things happen, then it doesn't make a difference. He, he, has, no, he has no way of winning. Where? So do his, but do his followers take to the streets if he loses? It depends on what it is. If he flips big states like a Texas or a Georgia, they won't believe it. I, th- I think I think you would have to. I mean, because those are all very red states right now. I mean, Texas has been red for like I don't even know twenty years solidly of governors and senators and hmm. everything like that. Georgia the same way. I mean, the last time I think Georgia had a a, a Democratic governor was like probably the eighties after Jimmy, little after Jimmy Carter. In Texas, the same thing it was like Ann Richards in the '90s, maybe. So Those states, I think they would tr- try to call into question. But if it's a, a more red state, I don't think you really can. I think a lot of people don't believe in democracy, though, which is which is interesting. You know, the, we're, not, like, we're not a democracy, though. Tell me about it. Well, everybody did it when they were kids. You put your hand over your heart and I pledge allegiance to the flag, the United mm-hmm. States of America, and to the republic for, for which, which it stands. stands. We're not a democracy. That's right. So, I mean, originally we didn't even vote for our own, you know, federal senators. The state Senate in this year state picked them. So New York State Senate picked the senators that went to the federal government. And, of course, you know, these we only are people the who House. were landowning white men. Originally, or, right. Yeah, exactly. Who were put there and, you it's know. Basically, you're a white landowner and you're most likely going to be a Christian. And that's pretty much who voted. But, like I said, so you know, the only people you voted for was just people in the House. You didn't. You still don't vote for the president. You vote for electors in the Electoral College who then votes for the, votes for the president. So you're only voting, you know, for for two out of the three possibilities on the, you know, Supreme Court's obviously, you know, appointed. So you're not voting for the president. You weren't voting for the senators. You were only voting for the House then. Now we've gotten senators, so maybe we're two-thirds of the way there. But still not a democracy. So that's why you can, you know, lose when, you know, you actually have more votes. I mean, Hillary Clinton had about three and a half million more votes, and he lost. You know, so you have other states where Democrats have more votes and they lose the amount of House races because of gerrymandering and the way they shape them. So you can actually still lose. That makes it undemocratic, <laughs> even though you have more votes. That's so. So with that take, though, like, how do you even still trust in democracy knowing how rigged it is? Like, how do you how do you partake in it seriously, hoping to affect change? You got to just keep pushing for good people, voting for good people. To help them reform. I mean, like I said, you're never going to reform everything at once. You got to, you know, everybody will take their one thing and try to reform it and try to make it better. You know, whether it's LBJ with the Great Society trying to solve poverty, you know what I'm saying? Uh, things like uh, Clinton helping out with things like people getting automatically uh, registered to vote when you get a license, getting better financial aid in colleges, stuff like that. Everybody has their different things that they do. So, they, you know, they try to help in that way. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of got to pick your thing and work on it. You know, Obamacare was Obama's thing, trying to get everybody health care, you know, more, you know, to more people. So you kind of, you know, do you, what you can. By making you know it mandatory and. Well, he, he thought the best way of doing it was by picking a Republican plan. He figured, all right, this is your plan. How could you say no? And he said, yeah, we still don't want it. 
It came from the Heritage uh, Foundation, a conservative think tank. That's why it was supposed to be about personal that's, responsibility. That's why they had to pay for it. Oh, that's what's so interesting. The Democrats, they, I, I, I think they keep trying to reach out to the Republicans, and the Republicans, they don't want to want to lend a hand at all. They don't want to want to concede everything. So, why why should people keep voting for a party that wants to, you know, for lack of a better term, make a deal with the devil and not really progress anything like? You know, the the more you the more you learn about history, the more you see that the Democrats are actually much more conservative than they are liberal. Like they're made out to be these liberal heroes, but in in fact they're they're actually not. So, you know, what I, I don't see the problem with voting left of the Democrats, you know, if it is the will will of the people. You know, I feel like we're kind of going going in, in in circles at this point, but like I don't know, is there any credence to lend to that or like I said, what Obama was was trying to, like he said, try to be the president of everybody. So he tried to bring them together. But, you know, when you in the party, you know, McConnell and those guys had a meeting, you know, and they said that their first job was to make sure he didn't have a second term. You know, it's kind of hard to do anything. Yeah. But like I said, you should eventually, you know, kind of take the hint and try to do things on your own. Like I said, they do. Like I said, you also got to take into account that you can't also go from zero to 100 as well. Like I said, you want to do a much more progressive, you know, platform. But you got to take into account, does everybody else want to move in that way? Are you going to have people that are just reflexively going to turn it down? That's why a lot of people want to do things like a public option first. And then once people start having it, and they're like, oh, you should try it. It's much cheaper. It's really good. Someone, you know, you talk to someone that actually had it, or if you just force it on them, like it's like a kid, they're just going to not want to just because you're trying to push it on them. People are just going to reject it out of hand, you know, out of hand. Whereas, like I said, if you did it more over time, more progressively, yeah. as opposed to just all at once, I think that it would do better. Like I said, so with Obamacare, like I said, you made it so that you bought the insurance, you know, instead of through your company, through the states. So this way it was bigger, like a bigger pot, a bigger pool, makes it a little bit cheaper. Now, if you add the public options, so if you want to, you could buy in through Medicare, uh, excuse me, Medicaid, do it that way. And then maybe if you want to get something for extra stuff, you buy like a, an outside, you know, um, for-profit one that gets you like the private room and all the extras. But you know saying? You have that as like all your basic kind of healthcare kind of stuff. Eventually people will like it. And then, I think eventually people will just will just migrate towards it. I think if you try to shove it down their throats, that's when you can have a fight for it. You're stealing my freedom. Where if they walk over that line on their own and they buy in, like Social Security, where they thought it was more social, you know, social socialism, like Reagan was trying to say, they, you know, what I'm saying they would have mm-hmm. you know, hated it. Well, if you do it slowly, I think they basically just like become more accustomed to it. It's not as threatening. It's a little easier thing to get you know people to swallow. I'm of the mindset that a lot of big moves to the left have been won through uh, radical radicalism. Uh, you know, they talk about how like, oh, you know, the Civil Rights Act was because they kept getting beat in the face and didn't do anything. But it was actually passed after MLK was assassinated and the riots that came from it. Uh, you know, I think that like it kind of comes down to a point where marginalized groups, when they get to a boiling point of they won't take it anymore, they'll get one little concession. All right, fine, fine, fine. Gay people can get married. Fine. You know, like, like, you know, they'll, that, that those in power hand out the smallest concessions. I mean, slavery still isn't even illegal. Like it's, it's not illegal in our country. It's, you know, there's, they just changed it. They, you know, they amended it, right? Oh, well, slavery is, you know, is legal unless somebody is being uh, punished for a crime. And, you know, that's how you end up with, yes, exactly. You know, with all the terror, you know, the, the disproportionate jailing uh, of, of black men and women. So, um, 
you know, is it, I mean, obviously go to the polls. You're saying that the polls will lead to a slow progress, but can certain groups of people afford slow progress? You know, can we just burn well, it all the down? the person that's going through it obviously would never want to. No one would ever say, I want to go through this for another 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, I said, like I said, some things are more radical. Like I said, I think the, you know, the civil rights stuff would have passed as well. I think that was more like a, just a thing that pushed it over the edge. But like I said, nothing, there was nothing that happened. You know, I wouldn't say Harvey Milk dying is the same thing as Martin Luther King dying and getting gay rights. But like I said, it did happen, you know, but like I said, by having more stuff on TV, becoming more instant. Because the thing with the left is much more as they do it culturally. So Will and Grace was on. Just you know what I'm saying? More, you know what I'm saying? More people were just outwardly, you know, gay. Mm-hmm. So it became more normalized. Yeah. John, whatever it to be. And that's kind like of that. part of what we do here, too. We do talk about how important media is in influencing public opinion. Right. And that's something you know. that's done more, done more on the left, where they think that culture should you know, should drive it. Yeah. So that's why they want to wait until, let's say, there's more people that are in favor. That's why, like, they haven't pushed, like, drug legalization. But now it's gotten to the point where it's, you know, more than 50% in most places. That's why you have... Willie Nelson sings about smoking pot, so conservatives are more likely to, you know, vote to decriminalize it. You know, Zach Brown banned smoke. These are all country people, folks. Uh, You know, uh, smokes pot. So, so, you know, people are more likely to, to approve it, you know, at the polls and stuff like that. Right. So... Last thing I want to talk about, uh, Marissa, she says, I'm concerned why for the past two elections we keep getting shafted with candidates while the better candidates either back out or are forced to by their respective parties. Very woke for uh, that's what we're talking about here. Um, And then she said, edit. Okay, maybe that's not in particular to 2020. XD, you know, the little... I'm an anime girl. I love smiling. Um, My concern is the reaction of everyone when the results come out, honestly. I feel like either way, everyone is going to freak the poop out, blush face. So once again, it seems like everybody is just concerned that there's going to be a literal civil war. Right. Uh, When it comes to candidate selection, I mean, the reason why it always ends up that way is that, I mean, for the most part, is that... Because people like people you want to go pro- people always move casual towards the middle to get more people. Whatever it was. Because you want to get the most people, so you more, move towards the middle. Like so you Biden. end up going from, like I said, you know, on the, on the conservatives, like I said, you know, you end up with, somehow you end up with Trump, which was more conservative. But normally, you went towards the middle with Romney, who wasn't, a, wouldn't be considered as conservative as him. Yeah. So you usually don't get as conservative. Just once in a while, you, uh, you do get that. Usually presidents are so side, quietly racist. That's the weird part. What's that? Usually presidents are so quietly racist. Uh, I mean. That's the weird part. Well, the, yeah, he, he says. He, well, he says every. He says the quiet things out loud, right? Yeah, he's the inappropriate uncle that doesn't know when to say things. But like I said, I mean, but everybody has their own biases and stuff like that. I mean, no matter who you are, I mean, well, Biden does, and that's oh, everybody will be. I mean, especially you know, a guy at that age. But like I said, I mean, <laughs> like good said, point. Most, but most people, you know, will learn as a person and try to improve, and you know, may not perfect themselves, but will at least will put in the effort of trying. All right, you know, where some don't. But like I said, I mean, the the bigger problem is, like you said, you don't have the bigger selection of parties. I think the best thing was if you had no parties, then everybody ran as individuals. I agree. The founding fathers wanted. They didn't believe in factions or parties. They thought that it would divide people. And and they're the ones that started. But, you know, the second term of of Washington, you had the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists. I mean, they lasted four years, and they were the ones that were supposed to be the smartest. So you knew it was going to happen. And just now, it's just so hardened into these two. I mean, the last time we had a party that disappeared was the Whigs that died yeah. when the Republicans started uh, well, Lincoln. Well, I think I, I, my personal theory from the very limited info I have is, uh, is that the Whigs just became the Democrats because well, the Democrats still existed. The Whigs became more the Republicans. Well, I mean, 
well, because because the way I saw it was, uh, I believe it was the Mexican American War, and uh, and you know the Whigs were very opposed to the United States taking any of that Mexican land by blood. But there was blood. There was at least like 10,000 deaths. And then finally, at the end of the war, they paid the Mexicans, um, uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it was like $15 million. It wasn't even that much. But um, but at the end of it, yeah, California, that by itself is. Yeah. Yeah. But the Whigs, they voted. They morally were against the 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 war, the campaign, but they didn't want to seem unpatriotic. So they voted for it and, you know, provided troops and stuff like that. And then by the end of it, despite all the deaths, even when money was paid, they were like, they were so thankful. They were like, Oh, at least it wasn't, you know, bought with blood. It was bought with money. Like, you know, to me, that's a very democratic thing to do. And by the Demo- I mean the party, the Democrats, oh, but you're thinking of the Democrat party now, which is different than a democratic party. Then the democratic, the democratic party, party then was, then was, was, one, was, right? was more South. It was way more conservative. I mean, it was it was labor, but still the more the southern plantations. Whereas the Republican Party, which started under Lincoln, was more the business in the north, and in the south it was much more liberal people. So it was it was different. They swapped in the '60s, so it was a very different party. So they kind of like, it's kind of weird how they kind of like flipped. It's like, it's like almost like the earth changing its axis they, they met you in know? the middle of a field flipped the coin well, they're like, like, oh, like who's, said, the, who's you know, the really racist in, one for the next to, decade in order, to, in order to expand their their voting population and you know LBJ put forth you know as Democrats who normally wouldn't they were more segregationists mm-hmm. put forth the civil rights amendments that's why they got all the, the black voters to move over to them and then the southern you know the, the Republicans said alright we got your son you'll sort of the big part of our party so they then turned into segregationists they became the Dixocrats who then moved over became fully Republicans after that whether it was uh, Strom Thurmond, other people that were Democrats originally, but then eventually became Republican senators, where they completely flipped, which is what Reagan, uh, excuse me, Nixon did with the Southern strategy, where you do everything about law and order, and you're stopping the riots. Yeah, and we all, know what that people means. People that are, you know, starting problems and, you know, in like a wall, you know, in a Walgreens, stuff like that, trying to get food, you know, at the counters. Yeah. So he was going to, you know, bring back, you know, law and order to everything. So that's how they flipped it by... I mean, I was very much prepared for this to be a you shaming me and to, and telling me why I should. And because, I would never tell anybody how because to vote. you're so smart. It's a very personal thing. You would trick me into it. You no, would like I mean, like cannibal lecture me into. No, it. if we have a conversation, if I made points and you agreed with me and you wanted to change, that's perfectly fine. But I would never say if someone ever said to me who should I vote for, I would. I honestly, I've not, I never, never told anybody who to vote for. I won't. That's something that's very personal. You should make that decision on your own. And if you feel that voting for a Green Party is the best thing, you should. That's what you think is the best. Like I said, I did it. I, I look at it as, I guess maybe you could say you're lucky that, you know, Bush didn't win. Clinton ended up winning. So it was, like I said, the better choice out of those two because I went for Ross Perot. But like I said, I've, I've already done that. So for me, it's not something that I would do again because I, it's not going to have the same payback. It's okay. more just symbolic. It's, you know, what I'm saying I don't want to be involved in that. I'm going with this guy. I'm staying true to my philosophy and I'm going to go with them. But for me, it's just something that's more, I mean, that's maybe more economical. It's not, it's not efficient. Go with the incrementalism. Mm. Get a little here, get a little there. A touchdown five yards at a time as opposed to trying to throw a 100-yard Throw that Hail Mary, it's yeah. It's going to be a lot harder to do. I think you're better off doing it over that time because you will get more people to buy in over time mm-hmm. if your ideas are valid. If, like you said, you do, let's say, like, you know, you open it up to a, an option, public option, people could buy into it. So even if you don't, you know, you have on your own insurance, you might do it just to save money. An extra 150 bucks you save, you use it for something else. So people start doing it because all it is is just the processing of your health care. It's not actual health care. Yeah, you're still seeing the same doctor. This is just a guy who's just processing the papers. And Medicare does it at you know I think it's like seven cents on the dollar 
versus you know what they have now with the ones that are more profit driven, which is like twenty five cents because you got bigger salaries. You know, you got to do obviously ads on TV where you don't see Medicare or Medicaid on TV. Yeah, they don't advertise, so they have so much such a cheaper lower head overhead that you could do it for much cheaper things. So it becomes more economical. People would eventually move to it, like I said. And if you want the bells and whistles. You go out and you buy a you know a for profit little cap on top that gets you all the private rooms and all the goodies that kind of stuff. But like I said I think you're just better off doing it incrementally just because I think more people will buy in. It'll become just more legitimate by population as opposed to being legitimate purely by law and trying to force it on the people where they're going to fight it. They're not going to want to do it. They're going to say you're stealing from me. But then you also have other ramifications too. Like if I have it you know through my company and I'm now going to you know get it less. Are they now going to pay this extra money that, I'm no, that they're no longer matching for my insurance to me? I'm going to get a bigger salary? Are they just now going to pocket it? Because those are more known as fringe benefits. You're getting them in lieu of more income. So instead of paying just me this money, pay for half my insurance and I'll pay for half. So now if you're no longer paying the same amount of money, are you not going to give me that money or are you just going to keep it and I'm getting screwed out of that money? Okay. So you do need to fix that as well because that'll be a big difference. Do you think it's fair to hold a president directly responsible for everything that happens under their presidency? Like, you know, I, we are seeing that, you know, a lot of the social unrest and, uh, you know, uh, immigration issues, kids in cages, like a lot of stuff we are holding uh, the president directly responsible for. But and which I, I personally I do think that Donald Trump has a lot of power over those things, uh, all the way down to the tiniest proud boy committing a hate crime. But, uh, you know, but also when I talk to people who who are, you know, liberal, they'll, you know, I'll mention, OK, so we have to make sure we hold Obama responsible for, you know, uh, Ferguson, Missouri and Michael Brown. You know, he sent the military into squash riots. We have to re- hold him responsible for the, you know, for killing civilians in drone strikes, for, uh, you know, sending the Army Corps of Engineers on the water protectors, uh, all initiating putting kids in cages, setting records for deportations. Um, and that kind of upsets them because we want to believe that Obama was this liberal hero. But, you know, in fact, he was just as much of an imperialist as as the other presidents. You know, he just, you know, he was sexy while he did it, man. So much class, this guy. You know, should we be holding them responsible for everything that happens under their presidency or, or what? What do you think? Oh, and then, as Eisenhower said, I mean, the buck does, does stop with the president. So, I mean, in the end, yes. But like I said, on a, on a very low level, you can't. On a very fine level. But like I said, in general policies, certainly. Like I said, with Obama, like I said, separating kids, those were kids that weren't with their parents, like now, where they're taking them away from their actual parents. That's a kid that came over with a Alone. bunch of people. Right. Oh, and then they, the and then, and they, Right. And then they, you know, would separate them. Well, that, that's and then they different. would get put in a cage. Well, they, well then they had to find, <laughs> what are you going to do with them? You got to put them somewhere, and there's only so many hotels. I mean, now they have them hidden in hotels, but they won't let people even in the, into the buildings. It's like ridiculous. Wow. But like I said, you, you do got to hold them, you know, because general policies will, will trickle down to that. But you have to have people in, you know, in place below you that will enforce it. So you got to make sure that people aren't being abused, that, you know, whether it happens to be, you know, in Iraq with people getting tortured, stuff like that, you know. But you also can't say stupid things like, you know, when he talks about cops, like, oh, don't be too careful with them. Don't, you know, check their head and, you know, be a little, you know, my, my day, they used to rough them up or stupid stuff like yeah. that. Then you are tacitly kind of giving approval or saying stuff like, oh, I'll, I'll pay the legal bill or stupid stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But also, you like, kind police of brutality it. has happened under every presidential administration, too, and doesn't seem to have gotten much better, right? Like, well, no, because we, I think I think we asked them to do too much. I mean, there's certain things they shouldn't be involved with. Like the well, kid today that had mental issues, that had a knife, they shot him. Whereas, you know, I'm saying, obviously, no one, you could shoot him in the leg and not have to kill him. But like I said, if you could have brought in someone that's more of like a mental health counselor to help him, maybe something like that could be, you know, dealt with a little better. Maybe not every single time, but at least gives you the opportunity for that. 
But just like you said, you know, whether you're dealing with, let's say, a homeless person or a drug addict, or there are plenty of other places where you can, you don't always want to call a guy that has a gun. Like, even just getting yeah. pulled over, you're getting a ticket for not signaling. Do you really need to have a guy with a gun pull you over? Can't you just have... You never you know, know like when things cop. are going like to go bad, parking, man. Just like you have parking cops that just give out parking tickets. You can't have just simply, you know, traffic ones where they do have the capability of having some kind of, you know, non-lethal weapon or something like that. You know, but in some cases, maybe you do. If it's a, you know, known, you know, drug corridor where they're transferring drugs, where maybe they're more likely to have them, or it's, you know, a high gang, uh, gang area, or maybe you have it because you have special you know, areas that are special um, groups that are trying to deal with that. But like I said, for the average, you know, person, you may not need it. If it's, you know, husband and wife fighting, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you send over someone that could help, medi- you, know, medi- you know, mediate that kind of thing. Yeah. You don't always need to send a cop. And I think it puts them in awkward positions because they don't receive a great deal of training. I mean, you know, exactly. most cops, you know, maybe it's six months to a year, where in Europe it's sometimes two to three years. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And you also get a lot, you should be getting a lot more professional development as time goes on to new things that are going on. Of course, on, and when you do get new scared, ways to you, first things. thing you're going to go to is your gun if you're not trained. Right, well or there's some people that maybe... Sh- can be cops. Maybe they shouldn't be out on the street. Maybe they should be fierce in that. That is dealing with people that are in in in, you know, in the precinct, or the other person that helps you know deal with the rape victim and talking to them. You can have other jobs within being a cop instead of all being on the street. So you can find a different place for everybody. Maybe yeah. the person isn't you know fit to be on the because they do have that kind of maybe slight fear. Well, like I said, you can't have a person whose job is to serve and protect be afraid, and the first thing they think to do is to shoot everybody. You know because they're supposed to be there to protect the person. So you should. I mean, in theory, like a Secret Service agent, like almost like take the first shot before you ever give a shot. Yeah. Because you shouldn't be the person being aggressive against the people you're supposed to be protecting, even from themselves. So, so since you 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 really went into the police brutality thing, I do want to talk about some stuff I found regarding, uh, you know, just Biden's history. Because once again, I I'm honestly I'm not telling people like is like all right. I'm gonna be frank with you. As long as you don't vote for Trump, I'm fine. You know, like, I understand that people are voting Biden for the same reasons I, vo- I voted Clinton four years ago. And, you know, maybe four years from now, you'll you'll think like I do. And then, you know, maybe another four years from now, I'll think like you do, Joe. Like, you know, people change, we evolve. Uh, you know, but I, I, I respect the person who admits, listen, I'm holding my nose and I'm voting Biden, blah, 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 as opposed to the person who every time they see an anti-Biden thing, they comment, oh, he's still going to be better. He's still this. And they start defending someone who they know is a monster, somebody who they were trash talking when Bernie was still running. Um, monster, you know, though? Some, yeah. OK, so let's let's go to this. So. We're talking about Biden's history. It shows that he drafted the 94 crime bill. He opposed desegregation through busing um, and didn't have a way to fix it be, because of why he opposed it. B.B. Um, Coker, she's an activist who urged Biden to support housing reform, which he did, but he didn't support desegregation. Uh, by the time Clinton left office, uh, Clinton was, of course, who, who uh, voted in that crime. But, and you can correct me at any point if I'm misrepresenting right, in okay, yeah. mis, uh, this information in any way. Um, but by the time uh, you know Clinton put through Biden's uh, bill and left office, the number of people under correctional control was seven times greater than at the beginning of the Johnson administration. And the black to white ratio for incarceration rates had risen from three to one to six to one, and I just want to give one of Biden's quotes here after this bill was gone uh, put through, and he was he was bragging about it. He said, "Let me define the liberal wing of the Democratic Party. The liberal wing of the Democratic Party is now for sixty new death penalties. That is what is in this bill. The liberal wing of the Democratic Party has seventy enhanced penalties. The liberal wing of the Democratic Party is for a hundred thousand cops. The liberal wing of the Democratic Party is for one hundred twenty-five thousand new state prison cells." Now, 
he seems to be not bragging about it now. I think it's personally just because he's running for office. But do people change? And then also, you know, well, times change as well. I mean, that, at, at that time, that's when everybody was worried about the crack academic epidemic going on. It's like in the seventies with heroin, where you end up getting the Rockefeller laws, which which made drug drug uh, penalties very high. Yeah, but they were all put it, in it, place. It was basically an overreaction and for like, the black community, they, though. All the the war on drugs is for you know war on black and brown people specifically, providing harsher uh, penalties for powdered form uh, for rock form of crack cocaine than than for you know the powdered form of cocaine, like right. You know, like that, that was all. But you also got to take into account that the powder cocaine dealers aren't the ones running around in East LA shooting everybody. Those are more the crack uh, dealers that were doing that. So it, it was seen as being different, whereas the, the cocaine dealers were bringing in by the boatload, so you wouldn't deal with it. You had guys with machine guns, obviously, but you didn't have the shootouts on the street. That, you it know, wasn't street level. Where, where you stuff. had, right, where you didn't have the, you know, the, the poor six year old kid riding a tricycle around that gets hit by the bullet. So that's why they did it. And also, it was, it was also popular in the black community. They did want more cops and, you know, more penalties for people that were doing it. So it was also was something that they asked for. But they also didn't think it would just be only that. They thought there would be actually other things that would come along with it, like drug drug rehabs and stuff like that that would actually fix the problem, where they weren't dealing with the problem. They were just dealing with the symptoms of the problem. And that's what, they, what, they, what they're finally saying now is like, look, you got to take care of not just the problem. you got to take care of what's causing it. So you have to deal with the you know quality of life, well, history education, of addiction, job education, opportunities, yeah. stuff like that, that caused that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, like I said, now you can see the big difference between how they're handling the Oxycontin drug problem, where now this is more health. It's not crime like it was with crack, even though they're still robbing you Or know, white people using Oxy? Right. They're right that, that are stealing it from <laughs> pharmacies and stuff like that. Because, well, because now they relate to the people. It, once people yeah, relate, now that it's white like, people. Like a Dick Cheney, who is now pro, pro-gay rights because his daughter is gay. Mm-hmm. Some people don't realize, don't come across until it's personal for them. Now that they know someone's kid, that's a good kid, but he's hooked on heroin. But he's still a good kid in their mind because that's their friend's kid. So that, now they can really they can empathize with it. Before, they didn't. They sympathize with it. They felt bad for him. So we're going to get the criminals out of there. We're not going to deal with the problems. We're just going to get the bad guys out. So, and they did. They ended up incarcerating you know the entire generation of people. But like I said, you never dealt with the problems. You never got the jobs in. To those areas, you never got the you know the training, the stuff they needed, the improved skills, better schools, stuff like that, to help them improve them, so that it would never happen again. You just basically just got rid of you know the people that were causing the problem, so it just didn't really solve the problem in the long run. So realistically, do you think that Biden has changed his mind on you know you said that you know he is somebody of of his age, he's going to have certain biases. And I think that's what he followed in the 90s was that was that idea of like the 50s of like law and order. If everybody just follows the rules, we'll be okay. And I think now they're saying it's not just the rules. You have to fix problems. There are some problems that you can't just be like, if everybody is nice, we're okay. Some people need help. And that's what they're seeing now. That's why I think, you know, like he says, he doesn't want to defund it. He does want to reallocate money, though. He just, they say, I think just defund is just bad word usage. But you're not defunding he's also it. trying to money play, away. I think you're just moving it to other sides. services. I don't think he believes in anything, though. Like anything at all, trying, or or this? I mean, he he he's a conservative. Like that's clear. I think he, he can be he, a Democrat. He'd be considered but, to be a conservative Democrat. He'd be a blue dog. Yeah, he but, is from Delaware, and it is a border state. You know, like do you know? There, I just feel like people. Once again, I know you're not saying the lesser of two evils, but they're saying like you know he's going to help separate kids from the border. No, like that that happened under the administration that that he was in. Um, you know, he's he's going to be so much better with, uh, you know, we have to stop all the police brutality. Once again, all those all those things, you know, George Zimmerman murdered a black kid and got off scot free and that and he wasn't even a cop. And that was under the o, the Obama administration. Right, But that's happens in Florida. So that's more I would say that's more under the governor than him because he's not in charge of, like I said, something like that in a community. 
like I said, if it was more him, I would say like something like George Bush not reacting to the to the hurricanes down in you know New Orleans and stuff like that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's more federal. That's more local. That would be more you know the governor of Florida by having rules. You know what I'm saying? Like the standard ground rules where you could chase somebody down, then when they come back and be like, hey, what are you doing? You feel threatened now, you shoot them. Meanwhile, you created the aggressive situation to begin with. That's what's causing the problem. So I would say it's more state level. But like I said, by having you know different kind of programs where you can help them get better training, I think would certainly help. But do you think Biden's actually going to do that, the the drafter of the crime bill, or is he just doing it because he he thinks that's the way he gets votes? I think people are telling him, like, you know what I'm saying, this is the way things are now. You know what I'm saying? He is, you know what I'm saying, at that age, you're set as you are. Yeah, I don't think he follows through, though. But anything, I think think they certainly will be. I think they will. Like I said, will it be, like I said, 100%? Maybe not, because you also got to deal with the everywhere that comes on the other side anyway. The shoe and the leg bill They can take away some things. So, yeah, you'll never get 100%. That's why you asked for 150 Instead mm-hmm. of 100. So this way you can get back to 100. Yeah. But I, th- I think he certainly will push for it because I think he is getting advice from people that are not of his generation that are younger. And he also has people like, you know, AOC pushing him, stuff like that, that'll push for it to be more that way. But then why haven't they adopted any left policies? Like, there are people who are like, oh, this election's too important. If it were that like, what important. What kind of policy would you like him to, to adopt? Well, I mean, at the very least, he could say, I'm going to ban fracking. Or he could say, you know what? Well, frankly, I'm gonna I think move we'll, we'll get phased out over time. I think first, like Obama, he's going to try to get rid of completely get rid of coal. I'm going to move then toward coal a green is that new deal. Get rid of oil, and then that's why the last thing you do is gas. And obviously, of gas, you get rid of the fracking before you get rid of regular natural gas. We, you know, don't have to de- cause giant earthquakes in Oklahoma for like years. But like I said, you do kind of knock them out in order of how dirty they are. And the first one you get rid of is coal. I think you also get rid of nuclear because what do you do with waste that sits around for 10,000 years? Long, I mean, yeah. that's long-term dirty. Uh-huh. But like I said, I think you'll knock it out. It'll get knocked out, but it'll be one of the le- it'll be second to last, you know, just, you know, ahead of gas. Uh, no, the guy's not going to be around by the time oh, he won't the be. next generation but, but, has but, to but, he, but if he takes but if he, puts, if he puts that first brick, the next person can add another brick. Like I said, if he can make sure that in the end there's no more coal, that would be better. And let's say now you're having let's say transitions from Oil, oil burning power plants to natural gas, like they're doing from from coal to that, that also will help. And then I think you also just do a lot of smart, smarter things, like in New York, you make everybody get solar panels on the top, roofs of their house, buildings, windmills, stuff make like that. Make them? You want to take away their freedom? No, I just put you it for free. I'm giving son it to of you for free. Bitch. I will pay for it. You'll get all the benefits. It'll create jobs. And Biden said he was going to do that. No, I'm saying that's the thing that oh. I would do. Oh, well, yeah. I'm well, sorry. I would definitely vote for you. Sorry. <laughs> but like I said, that's something that we would do. We'll go to Joe 330. Where you would, you know, you would basically decentralize the, the grid so this way you don't have to worry about it. It's not as much on it. They don't have to deal with as many power plants as well. You can shut down power plants in general because if you're, if you're producing enough yourself, you could maybe take care of half your own energy. So you're only taking half off of the grid. So maybe you don't need as many power plants running in general. So we don't even know if Biden's like actually going to be moving that way, though. Oh well, he he, just said his, he his wants deal is I would say is like sixty percent of the green deal. It's I mean, a little more than half. Is it? I would say something like that because, like I said, a lot of it, like I said, you know, winter, you know, winterization of all the buildings. Like a lot, only that it's not is the aggressiveness of the dates. I think he has a, like a father out horizon where I think they want two thousand thirty. I think he's like forty five or Jesus something like Christ, that. Jesus Christ! What? Saying, so, well, well, that's what I'm saying. Oh my gotta, God! I, I don't know. I want to vote for someone who you I know is going to be fish here the fish tank. for the ramifications. You got to do it slowly. <laughs> I want to that's what someone. I'm saying. You got to do it progressively. Like I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, what I'm saying he's going to. You know I'm saying as opposed to getting rid of all the all, the, the, all the power plants right uh. away. You know, what I'm saying it'll be over time. It'll be the first to coal. And then you know, I'm saying it'll be more more incremental. Like I said, maybe the next person yeah. maybe puts down two bricks. You know, what I'm saying it's just mm-hmm. like I said. It, also, with a guy that's that you know is not going to have a second term. 
what I'm saying? He can't also go, you know what I'm saying, go go like suicidal and be like, I can go for anything because I have no future and try to push for everything because he doesn't have to worry about winning it next time. I wish. He could do that. But then if wish. he does that, he could screw the next person though. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah. push too much, you could do that. So you never know what he's going to do. Wow, we always have to walk this balance beam. Now, That's because you don't have very long terms. Yeah. Now I just now I I also want to talk about Kamala Harris real quick because she's also been propped up as a reason why you know what? Well, at least it'll be an, a Harris administration and and blah 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 and uh, you know Harris herself like she in I remember in one case she was not uh, anti death penalty. Uh, she has a very mixed record on crime reform, uh, reform in the LGBTQIA plus community. She actually uh, kept a trans woman locked in a men's prison uh, with with uh, no identity tr- uh, gender identity treatment for her dysphoria. And a federal district court judge actually ruled this unconstitutional under the Eighth Amendment, which forbids cruel and unusual punishment. So, you know, also I don't I don't see why people are propping up Kamala Harris either as like. You know, because she's a black woman, they're going to deal with police reform and stuff like that. But there's still people that are, you know, you don't have to be, you know, not every black person is like super liberal. I mean, some of them are very religious. But that's what what she's being propped up as. Well, I mean, she is, you know, I wouldn't say she's the most liberal senator, but she's generally, I would consider generally liberal, like I said, in most things. But like I said, also being a prosecutor, you also lived a different life at that point where your job was only crime. Yeah, that's you know true. So that's also very different. Where you, you know I'm saying you, you're dealing with things on a much more granular level as well, being in charge of all of, yeah. you know, California, where it's not like you, you know, the, you know, the Attorney General of the United States, you you're trying the cases yourself. You know what I'm saying? So you're much more involved, so you do have to have, take certain stances. Like I said with regarding like the death penalty and stuff like that or whether it's, you know, drug legalization. So like I said times can change once you become a senator and you're no longer, you know, dealing with, you know, that kind of a, you know, the kind of a system, you're dealing it more in political system, you can then put things in place to fix the problems that you saw as the prosecutor. Where you maybe you felt like cuz you, you just are there as a representative of the people. And if the people want a certain thing, you can't be like, "All right, I don't like to listen to 90% of you. I'm doing what I want." You know, that's also not fair, you know, as a representative of the people. You're supposed to have a bit of a mirror effect, mm-hmm. you know, reflecting what they want. But like I said, being as a senator, she did become more liberal than she was as a prosecutor. But like I said, I also don't think that she's, you know, like, you know, Kucinich or Bernie Sanders or anybody that's super liberal. But like I said, but she's certainly more liberal than I would say Hillary Clinton is. Well, think, yeah, I mean, she was also hawkish, too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But like I said, no. I, I think there will be some areas where she is hard and some places where she's softer. No. But I think she will certainly soften him. She'll make him more liberal than he is. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it, it's the same thing. It's not, you know, up to a 10, you know, it's, you know, maybe like a 7 or something like that. So, yeah. like I said, if you're young. You want things now. I want them now. That's you very know, true. That's also very American. I want, I want change and I want it now. Oh, here I am and being then, like an you American. Said, you know people, I'm ashamed. You know other people that, you know, don't want that. They want the exact opposite change or they want no change. You know, mm-hmm. so who's right? Who's wrong? In your head, you're right. Bob Dylan told you who's you know? right. Are you are you are you the bad guy in somebody stuff? else's story? Probably. You know. Probably. I'm going. I'm going voting on election day with the Superman hammer and sickle uh, hoodie. <laughs> My friend has a full on hammer and sickle with the with the CCCP. Oh, beautiful. The athletics. Yeah. And he wears it all the time. So, so when we were yeah. kids. We would play like the um, video games, and you could pick countries. He would always be Russia. That's well, amazing. Union. That's amazing. He'd be the Soviet <laughs> Union all the time. <laughs> You'd all fight over being America like idiots. Now, speaking of foreign policy, uh, we haven't been hearing as much about Trump's uh, drone strikes. Is it because he's making less of them or, it, you know, I, I have seen a couple of mixed articles that like, 
we're just not aware of his because there's a lot less transparency than there was with the Obama administration. Uh, But it seems on the surface that Trump is actually the least imperialist president we've had in in most recent memory. Uh, Is that something that you might agree with or, you know? Uh, When he's certainly not starting anything new. He's continuing the forever wars. uh, To a lesser extent. I mean, I think he's certainly is, you know, making them a little bit lesser, but they're getting lesser on their own also as well because you're not fighting, you know the same kind of groups that were around as much. So he's more about destroying his own country. Than but also destroying you got, others, you're not, not going to hear about a lot of it because of all the other crap that just comes up in the news that he's just always causing so many <sighs> ruckuses that, it's true. you know, something like that will go under the radar that, you know, yeah. but he did end up killing like the head of the uh, Iranian Quds force. And he is, so he is doing some pretty high level assassinations. I mean, so they are being done, you know, he's you're just not hearing about him, you know, accidentally blowing up a wedding. And stuff like that, but, you know, <laughs> but, but he does. Did. You know what I'm saying? Like, does it's Biden do happen. the same thing though? Does Biden continue being as hawkish or or more so, knowing his history? Well, I think the biggest problem that they're having is that because there's no people involved, because they are using drones, they're more willing to do it. Where mm-hmm. if they have to sell and send in SEAL Team Six, and there's a chance that only half of them are coming back, they're less likely to do it. But if it's just some kid in Vegas, you know, playing basically, you know, Call of a, Duty. a military version of Call of Duty, exactly, yeah. it's much different. Where you, we have, oh, granted, you're losing a two million dollar drone, but you're not, you know, talking to someone's, you know, mom and telling them how their son died. So I think that makes everybody yeah. a much, you know, much more aggressive person. Where I think that's part of the problem. Keyboard warriors, literally. Literally, yeah, they're basically um, becoming that because they're not doing it face to face. So I think if they did have to do it, I mean, I'm certainly sure they wouldn't like that being done on American soil. Oh well, yeah. Somebody else flying their drones around here trying to kill somebody, but. Oh well, yeah, I mean, well, that's the whole idea, right? The narrative is our our guys fight overseas for our rights, but like. Our rights haven't been in danger for a very long time. I don't remember the last time they were like, all right, we're going to meet out in a field in Mississippi and have a war. We haven't hosted any wars since, what, the civil one? That's in America, yeah. Well, <laughs> that I mean, was... they had like, a small battle in Alaska during World War II, but it was over like little tiny crappy islands, but nothing on the mainland or anything hey, yeah, since the Civil War. My Alaskan ancestors resent that. No, I don't <laughs> know. I actually don't think I have Alaskan ancestry. But, um, well, but that, that was kind of like the deal we made after World War II, though, that we would basically be now Britain, where we would be the ones that would run around the world and be in charge of everything. And fight communism, quote-unquote, whatever, whatever happened it to is. be. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was, it, was, it, was be, it was more pro-capitalism, I would say, than anti, because you overthrew countries in Central and South America that weren't communist because it was it was good for capitalism. That's how oh, you, yeah. Central America is basically owned by Chiquita Banana. I mean, you know, or, you know mining companies in Chile and Argentina so we could take out tin and copper and stuff like that. So, I mean, they were doing it in other countries that were, yeah. you know, that, that were more democratic. They certainly weren't communist. We're imperialists through and through. Now, while we're talking about foreign policy also, do you think we should be as, as cozy with Russia and North Korea as we currently are? I mean, you should always have talks. You should be in, like basic politics says, like the, the person Trump legitimize... you talk to the most is your enemy because you want to yeah. make sure you don't get into a fight. I think, do you start taking their sides like he does? No. I mean, the dude I think if you start agreeing Kim with those Jong kind of people, well. right, to say that you have a beautiful Multiple relationship times, is kind yeah. of a little weird because the guy is an own psychopath. So Yeah, like he legitimized a dictator. Like Yeah, by certainly by meeting with him all those times. I mean, it definitely gives him legitimate, you know, leg- legitimization on the on the political platform. But I think, you know, the, that's something you do have to still maintain relationships with him, same thing with China, so things don't get out of control. But like I said, I don't think you certainly should be bowing to him saying, oh, Putin said something very strongly, which I don't know what that means. If he was yelling it or flexing or something at the time, I don't know, like strongly. <laughs> but you know, you can't do that when it comes to dictators, especially with someone that's undermining your country, other people's countries, you know, and making things more unstable, which makes the world less safe. 
I think the bigger problem, though, is that he's not staying with his allies. I think you're, you're stronger, yeah. obviously, with your friends. It obviously makes it easier to get things done when you have more people agreeing with you. So last thing I want to talk about is, uh, you know, we keep hearing that Roe v. Wade is going to be on the ballot uh, this fall. Um, I think the implication is that Biden has to be elected. That way he puts in a more left-leaning Supreme Court justice. Um, Amy Coney Barrett has already been confirmed at this point. So is there, you know, is there any point to that sort of that argument? And, and before you answer, I just want to expound on it a bit. I'm not sure how active you are on Twitter, but like there's a lot of, and not just Twitter, but a lot of social media, a lot of vote shaming, like liberals shaming leftists who are choosing to not side with the DNC this time, you know, to, you know, teach them a message, you know, teach them a lesson, hopefully. And, and, you know, vote with, with parties that actually align with their values. There's nothing we could do about it now. Amy Coney Barrett is already, is already confirmed. Is there any point to that argument? Is there any point to, to the argument that says like, you know, I'm, I'm fine having, you know, friends I went to high school with be Trump supporters and, and being friendly with them, but you not voting Biden is who I'm upset with. Like, well, I'm never in favor of vote shaming. I mean, even if you did vote for Trump, I mean, it's, it's like, saying how could you be mad at somebody because they're a Catholic or being Jewish or whatever. It's, you know, it's their personal philosophy about how they think the world should be run. I mean, that's the way you should do it. That's the way you want to do it. I mean, when it comes to Roe versus Wade, I don't think they'll outright get rid of it because then that'll cause a huge backlash. I think they'll keep it there in name and they'll just keep allowing all these different weird things like the hallway's got to be 20 feet wide. So what's been happening, to, yeah. Yeah, they'll just keep cutting it down to the point where basically it is or like, you know, they'll make it so like you could be pregnant for like six minutes and then it's illegal. You know, they'll just keep willing away, but actually keep the name there. So they can say, oh, we never really technically got rid of it. We just want to make sure everybody was safe. So we put in these different guardrails and make sure yeah. everything was good. And they'll just do it that way. They'll just kind of whittle it down to the point, like the Civil Rights Act, where they keep taking out enforcement things and things that actually give it meaning. So there's got to so, be. So it's there as a basically like an empty shell. So, I mean, there's got to be a revolution somewhere, though. Like, we, you know, this system has been allowing this stuff to go on for so long. Though. But the way like, it's built, though, it's built not to have one, though. It's, it's built to give, to have give. You know what I'm saying? The, the only problem that I could see is that because we're not a parliament, you will have a point, a point where we'll dominate, the Democrats will Democrat, do, dominate the House and eventually the Senate, and they'll just battle the presidency, unless they could flip like a big state like a Texas or something like that. So that could be a problem, because then you'll just have you know a president that's a Republican fighting with a Democratic House and Senate where nothing will get done, and you'll just have a stalemate. So that, that could be we'll a big see. problem. Like I said, it just depends on what happens, you know, population-wise. And if it is turning, like if there is essentially the, you know, the browning of America and people get a lot more mixed race like I am, yeah. that then, you know, it'll become just by over time, you'll just get birthed out of it. Yes, that's right. Yes, Joe is also a fellow day walker like myself. <laughs> <laughs> Und- undercover Latinx. Yes, man. undercover um, Puerto Rican. There you go. You know, but I, I also, I've been finding that people are hitching their, their horses to people instead of ideas which you know as we learned the v for vendetta episode you know if if you have an idea the the idea can't be shot it can't be locked away um you know even though one person who has that idea might die that you know it'll it'll continue to live on but i'm seeing it on both sides i'm seeing that you know there are people who are so on board for bernie that they'll vote for whoever bernie tells them to vote for despite the fact that he is now helping to to push the corporate duopoly. You know, there are people who, you know, are so Trump, I think that they are forgetting about their own country. That, like, you know, Trump in a lot of ways is, you know, 
he doesn't represent their values, I don't think. You know, but well, I'll, he says, would never want their daughter to marry him. Yeah, yeah, he, he says the right things. Person, he says, like he says, he I like America, and they're like, me like America too. Me am Trump. He also like, likes the fact that he likes to own the libs and do stuff that pisses them off. They yeah, like that, that he just well. trolls, but right. But they definitely don't like him as a person. Yeah. I don't think. I think they like him as an idea, like that he's a guy that doesn't care. He says what he wants, says what he means. And, yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's like, oh well, I'm not politically correct. It's like that's not really what politically correct is. No, it's not. Politically it's, correct is you know, not calling the woman that brings your mail a mailman. You know what I'm saying? You call him a letter carrier. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Calling a girl like a pig that's not politically incorrect. That's just being misogynist. That's just being a dick. Yeah. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? He he just likes to yeah. say that things try to soften it by saying politically correct where. It's more so, yeah, more being misogynist or anti-Semitic or whatever it happens to be. And he just, you know, does it like a, in a well, more like lighter whole, form. That's and, the whole Indian argument or the whole, like, how many times have you been called Spanish? Right. You know, because, like, no, we're not Spanish. We're not from Spain. Right. Like, the only reason yeah, our people speak <laughs> Spanish in the first place is because of those motherfuckers. Right. Like, you know, who colonize and shit. Like, you know, so it's not, it's not a matter of, oh, I'm not politically correct. It's like, no, just be correct. Like... It's not like, you know, oh, my name is Walter. And I'm like, okay, Max. And they're like, no, I said my name was Walter. Listen, I'm not politically correct. I don't play by your rules. Right. Like, no, you're just being Especially stupid. when you're doing it on purpose. And it's not like a, you know, yeah. a casual mistake or something like that. You're purposely doing it. Like yep. I said, they get the rise out of it. Which I've seen a lot of, yeah. If, you know, if tomorrow Howie Hawkins does some shit I don't like, then whatever. Like, I'm not tied to him. I'm tied to... You know the the values that closely align. So do you with like? Did you read all like the platforms and everything, or do you just know like the basic big like? Big actually, I actually um listened to an interview with uh, his vice presidential uh, nominee uh, Angela Walker. Gotcha. And uh, and she she had a lot of really good things to say. And sh- she's a young black woman, so right. you know, Howie Hawkins is an older white man, so whatever. We, no one's perfect, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need presidents against old white people, though. <laughs> I guess not. They're people too. We need a we need a native president, uh, and if you guys want to vote for Mark Jones, he is a native president who's running. Um, but yeah, I so think people look at him though as, as, as they become like factotums for what they believe in. That's why they put all their hopes and dreams in Obama or Reagan or whoever it happens to it be. It becomes the lawn sign and, and becomes, the car yeah. bumper sticker. Well, and... I don't see the lawn signs as much as I did the first time. I see I see flags like maybe there's like one flag every block or something like that. Was before the Trump flags? All right, fucking everywhere. Really? There, I see like one a block, maybe. A, yeah, well, that's I don't a see lot. any... Lo- really? One a block is... If if you, on your block, you have one Republican, you think that's a lot? Okay, now, drive around here every Saturday. Well, I don't live out here, dude. Okay, that's why. I'm telling you, <laughs> you'll have pickup trucks with five flags on them. Right, but that's... Blue that Lives one Matter, th- Trump flag. Well, that's weird, because that's the desecration of the flag. You're not supposed to make alterations like that. Apparently, you can when you're pro. Right. I don't know but how... But they have like all kinds of... They have the, blue, they have red, gray yeah. for like corrections, so they do have them for everything. But there's no reason to have any... Right. Nobody said fuck the police. Fuck the uh, fuck the fire department. Like they, they right. But it's more like a solid. It's more, it's more like a solidarity thing for first responders and stuff. Well, like that's that. what they think it is. That's right. what it's but like become. I said, I mean, like I count that as one guy, even yeah. though he's a complete meathead. He's probably also got truck nuts going on too. Yeah. So. But you but like can said, have... that's like one guy though. Like I said, I don't, like yeah. I said, one on each block. Like I said, I mean, you grew up in Suffolk County like I did. I mean, we've only had since I've been alive only Democratic Suffolk County executives. I grew up in the town of Babylon. We've only had Democratic town supervisors. I mean, most of my life, I've only had Democratic uh, rep- representatives. I had Tom Downey, then Steve Israel. It's so weird considering and then now, the amount of conservative people. The only person that I've had, because uh, King out of Nassau County like took a little piece of Suffolk, so that's why now I have him. Otherwise, normally I would have had a Democrat. They did, basically did that when they redistrict and they split uh, Western Suffolk. 
That's why you have Zeldner out here, who's who's conservative. Oh, Zeldin, that fuck. Right, Zeldin, and then yeah, you have King in Nassau Zeldin. County, who basically dominates most of. But normally, it's not. Yeah. Like I said, all our local people are all Democratic. It's just that if you're able to crack areas in a certain way, you could split the votes and you could oh, dominate. Yeah, even, though, and... even though you don't have yeah. the actual votes, you turn a Democratic yeah. county into a Republican county when it comes to representatives. <sighs> Yeah. So, so, so Joe, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to come on and, um, and just, just share with us, you know, your, your knowledge of, you know, your, your take on this, because, you know, I, I actually have been very embarrassed, uh, around people to say like, that I'm not going to be voting Biden because the instant response is, Oh, so you're, you're pro Trump. Then you're a vote for Trump. You want another four years of Trump, blah, 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 blah. But like, and I've, I've said it a million times in other podcasts. If I truly believed based on Biden's history, that anything would fundamentally change, even though he has literally told millionaire donors that nothing will fundamentally change. If, if I truly believed that anything would change by, by voting for him, then, then I would do it. But so why do you think he's telling the truth to the donors? He's pretty. Why? Because they're they're who he's beholden to. Well, but he is, wouldn't he be more beholden to people that actually vote for him? The millionaires don't have enough votes to get him in. He is. I, I think said, in the end, he ends up splitting, and he gives half to each. I, I don't know why I, he I would say nothing keep, will fundamentally change out loud. Like he's not. Well, it, he's it, not it trying to appeal to. It won't, it won't be like FDR. It won't be like something like that yeah. kind of a quick change. But like I said, he'll raise taxes on the capital gains. It won't be like it used to be up to 50%, but it'll go from where it is now in the 20s to maybe like in the 30s. So it'll certainly go up. Like I said, you'll never have a 92% tax rate like under under uh, FDR, where the highest rate was 92%. But it'll, it'll go up into the mid-30s, something like that, where now it's like a 28. So, so, so you do believe that Biden will increase taxes on certain um, tax brackets, you know, certain well, I think, wealthy people? I think he, well, he will, but I think he also should create more of them. Like just doing it on people over five hundred four hundred thousand dollars, four hundred thousand dollars. That's also like doctors and lawyers. Like yeah, millionaires should have a separate one above that where it's much higher mm-hmm. than that. But yeah, I, th- I think it certainly yeah, will because you do need to pay down really the debt. I mean, there, you do though. need to pay it down, and basically taxes is like working. Yeah, it's like saying I got a huge credit card debt and I'm not going to work any hours. You got to pay it off, so you got to increase taxes. So yeah. at some point you got to pay for it, and the best way is through people like I said, who if they lost the money doesn't affect mm-hmm. the economy as much because if you take a million dollars away from a billionaire. Is it really going to affect him not buying the next Lamborghini or a boat? He's still going to buy it. Where, like I said, if you raise yeah. it on a, on a person, and now they no longer can go buy stuff at the local stores, that hurts the local economy. So those as that's stuff I know you could do it more efficiently with. Same thing with capital gains because it's not based on your labor. You're making money on money. So if you have that much money that you're making money on your money, you can certainly lose <laughs> some of it to taxes and not affect the economy. So certainly you do raise it on those people. But like I said you do also other simple ways with Social Security by just getting rid of the cap. So you're, now you're paying Social Security on just above everything you make over $110,000. So if you're Derek Jeter playing baseball, you're paying Social Security tax in your full $30 million contract instead of just the first $130,000. That's a big difference. And you can certainly create, you know, fix the solvency of Social Security. You can certainly do it pretty easily. It's not that difficult. Like I said, I think the things where he won't have as much progression like you're looking for will be in some other areas. A like lot said, of social stuff. Not going yeah. right, not going full all the way with healthcare. Just doing the public option, not doing Medicare for all. So it'll be it'll be public option and helping to fix some of the marketplaces yeah. in different I states. I mean, at this point, like, or having states take Medicare, you know, since they could do the Medicare buy-in easier. Yeah, you know, but he keeps saying like, you know, like this is pretty much going to be just like the Obama administration. You know, he's touting Obamacare and stuff. Like he, did, but like, has has Obamacare technically been dissolved? Like. It still exists. I mean, it's so, weird. It, it, it's it's shrunken since so, they got rid of the mandate. Okay, but it's what people we use did now, give it up. Like, so I think twelve million people dropped out. 
So yeah. it's twelve million people. Lost. I don't. Know. Yeah, but I don't think he's this progressive You'd have like hero. twenty to thirty million that would lose it if yeah. you got rid of it completely. Based on his, and I think and, it'd basically be Obama plus. Be the best way yeah. to kind of say it. he will build on what he did. Yeah, but it'll never get to the point that you're looking for, though. Yeah, I'm saying that based on his and Harris's records, there's there's no reason to believe that that things are going to uh, progress in a. In, in a fundamental way, uh, you know, at least from from what I've seen. And we always have show notes and sources here, so feel free to check those out. I mean, we've, we've pretty much covered them all, and we've, you know, and uh, and we've talked about a lot. And, uh, you know, I do appreciate just you and I being able to just, you know, share, qu- you know, questions, answers, and, and you know, other, other sides that the other person might, you know, might not have seen. And so hopefully that helps out the listeners, too, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm also not going to tell you who to who to vote for, right? You know, um, but I do think that people do need to be better educated. I was talking to one of my close friends, and he was like, "Oh, I just got to find a good Democrat to vote for." And I was like, "Hold on a second, you know, because once again, the narrative is Democrats are the good guys, Republicans are the bad guys. That's the narrative." But well, like, who you are? Mm, I'm sure D's, yeah. D's dad doesn't feel that way. Well. I am, but he's still a Republican. I'm sure he, he thinks is, that but, the Republicans are the good guys. Yeah, but but he still believes, the, you know, the communist pinkos. <laughs> but I mean, they they still believe that like it's their part, it, like to 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 own their whole like you know, I'm pro life, blah blah blah, and like own it, and like you know, I'm I'm pro being hard on crime, even if you shouldn't have gone to jail in the first place. Like I, like they'll they'll own like they're okay with being those characters, those hard asses. And, you know, I think Democrats, they do want to appear a lot softer than they actually are. But, but you know, that, that is the That's part of being a Democrat, though. Yes. Yeah. You see, with Republicans, it's much more individualistic, whereas with Democrats, it's more about the community. So, like I said, if you're trying to accommodate the next person that walked in, obviously you got to make some mm-hmm. some compromises. So, yeah, that'll always be a part of it. Yeah. But Which is why I said it's much more of a smaller amount of splintered groups. Yeah. That's why it's, you know, it's a different kind of a conglomeration. Mm-hmm. There's more people you got to satisfy. And given that we are both day walkers, we do both have white privilege in our daily lives. You know, so I did actually, you know, I've mentioned reaching out to my black friends and being like, okay, has there been a president who's truly been good for, for the black community, who's truly advanced, like, you know, black issues, you know, made quality of life better for you? And they're like, no, not really. Like, not in my time. <laughs> So like, well, not because there won't be an all in one place. Like I said, it'll be but it's always be different areas. But it's always times. the white liberals who were telling you like, you know, if you're killing every black person, if you don't vote for Biden, it's also Biden saying if you want, if you want to vote for Donald Trump, you're not black. Uh, you know, like if you don't vote for me, you're well, because not I black. think they see that Republicans as being op- more openly like hostile to African Americans yeah. by 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 dis- you know completely like dismissing Black Lives Matter stuff like yeah. that. So what they do see it as basically someone like you see it as almost like they're betraying themselves by saying you're agreeing with people that hate you. It's like gay people are Republicans as well. Like, how do yeah. you vote for somebody that thinks that you shouldn't be able to be married or have the same kind of rights or same kind of thing like that? So they see it as almost like you're self-hating. You're picking someone that, yeah. you know, it's like almost like you're abusing yourself. Where, like I said, Democrats are certainly never going to be perfect. But like I said, they certainly do make, you know, progress in, in, you know, in different ways, you know, whether it's by paying this, passing the civil rights laws, stuff like that, like get more voting or, you know, helping other kinds of things by getting, uh, you know, like breakfast programs in schools to help people that are, you know, they don't have the money, which is more likely to be percentage-wise African-Americans, even though by number-wise it's white people. You know what I'm saying? They do put in programs that do help. But like I said, it's never going to be perfect because you're going to have another side that's always going to be fighting it 100% of the time. So if you do want to put in that that program that would make a big difference, you're gonna have someone that's gonna to try to destroy it. Whether it's like you said, you put in Obamacare and the next guy gets elected from first day one, he's trying to get rid of Obamacare. 
So let's say you're trying to build something, and every time someone else gets elected, they're trying to tear it down. Progress becomes difficult because I may have moved two feet forward. He moved it back a foot. And now I got to move forward again, but all I'm getting back to is my original place where I was. Mm-hmm. It's harder to make that progress. So you, it is certainly It just slower. sucks that that's the duopoly, though. Like, that's how it's been for so long. And, you know, everyone's afraid of a new system. Everyone's like, all right, it has to be the well, duopoly. They, they don't like And the, it has to be capitalism. It has to be those two things. Right, but in, in anything, it's it's never going to be one or the other. It's like anything, like even like an animal. Like purebreds have problems because they get inbred so much. Being the same thing, they create their own genetic problems. The best thing, the most healthiest thing to have is a mutt. So the best thing to have is a mixed system. You can have a system that is mixed system capitalistic system, but also then have socialism in it as well by having public, you know, colleges like SUNY or having public, you know, high schools by having public roads and public libraries and stuff like that. But then you are going to have the ability to be able to go out and start your own deli and have that capitalistic kind of thing like that. But you also do have the government helping you, a small business loan where you're paying a lot less money than if you went to Chase and got a you know a loan from them because they're not looking to nail you for 9%. They may get you for 3 to trying to push small businesses. So you do have you know, one that helps the other. But the problem is when that small businessman then now says, I did this all by myself, you know, you kind of look at the guy and you're laughing like, well, obviously you didn't do it by yourself. When you're getting a small business loan from the government, that's a discounted interest rate. You're using all the public roads. You're now hiring people that are publicly educated. Your taxes have to go back into the system to kind of create that, keep that thing going. So you do have those things. Nobody really on. sees the cycle that like, oh, like, you know, if I get kicked off my health care for, let's say, socialized medicine, like. I'm now paying into a system where everybody gets it. Like, it's not just me paying, it's other people paying for me, too. Like, we're all paying for, for each other. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it you know, would be nice if more people did have that idea of community that, you know, it, it does take a village. And Well, we are living in a society, so I don't know why you would be against your own fellow Americans. It should be, you know, people do it, could come together when 9-11 happens, Sandy happens, big thing happens, but... You know, when nothing's going on, they become much more insular and more protective of themselves. And that's, when, that's why well, you, know, but you even have this, that people though, fighting. We, why do I got to pay for someone else to get that kind of yeah. health care? Well, it's because they're paying for it when your mom needed it. Yeah. They paid for it. They paid for it when your cousin needed it. They paid for it. I mean, if people want to start paying for things on their own, the amount of money is going to cost them to go up considerably. So yeah. they just got to realize that doing it together, like I said, buying it at BJ's and buying it in bulk together as a group, whether it's by state, by county, federal government, so the whole country does it. Just makes it just more economically feasible. Last thoughts in two minutes or less about uh, just the election, how to vote, why to vote. You're just just your your thoughts on it. Sure. Uh, I'm voting early because I don't want to wait till the last day. But those lines are insane. But I, I live mm-hmm. in a town of Babylon, in the township of Babylon, so they have on the Facebook page how long the lines are. So I'll find a good time to go. Oh, that's nice. Be able to do it that way. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I just recommend everybody go out and vote. You know, like I said, whoever you vote for, that's your own personal thing. You certainly don't need to tell anybody, uh, you know, but certainly don't, you know, bully people into doing what you want as well. Let them, you know, do it on their own. But like the main thing is that we just got to be, you know, Americans. And, you know, if it, if your person loses, your person loses. You can't win them all, you know. And as long as people kind of have that understanding that, you know, we are a country and we do have to move on afterwards and not, you know, hold a grudge and, you know, make it, like you said, so that, you know, the world's got to come to an end if my person doesn't win. You know, we got to be able to move on. You got to be able to have that, you know, next morning where you wake up and not want to kill your neighbor because you don't agree on it. I mean, even if it's not fair, even if there's been all this voter tampering and and all this other stuff. And... But that's always been going on. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how Kennedy beat Nixon by having the mob bribe labor to vote for him. I mean, it's always happened. I mean, like I said, it's being done differently. Now it's being done, 
you know, more so by the process of the government by slowing down the post office yeah. or going to courts and trying to say, oh, if you don't get it by the day of, as opposed to being postdated by the day of, you can't count it. So it's being much more done through governmental powers because the person who doesn't like it is the head of the government. It's amazing that you can still acknowledge all of these things and be so aware of them and, and still believe in democracy. We're people. We're the best part and we're the worst part. That's a that's actually great. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Honestly, that's that is that is fantastic. But um but you know, hopefully you've gotten something out of listening to this. Uh, you know, I do think that at this point it's no longer conducive to to just be like, all right, well, Trump's bad and blah, blah, blah. Like we know. We all fucking know. We know fucking Trump is bad. We know what kind of a person he is, and I use the term person very loosely. We can't just keep judging everybody by who they are compared to him. Otherwise, everybody's going to look great. You know, I think we, you know, we do have to recognize that we, you know, we the people, and that means all people, uh, deserve more. And, um, you know, we got to just make sure we know we know our, what our options are. And, yes, we have a bad guy. How do we move forward from there? Like, how do we really move forward? And, uh, you know, it was a... It was, Awesome to to have have this perspective. I'm going to give you some info right now. You can listen to us and rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter at PolitiPopPod, on Instagram at PolitiPopPodcast, or email us at PolitiPopCast at gmail.com. All different ways that you can contact us and tell us whether you think our opinions are bullshit or whether you get something out of it. We do have the Patreon dropping soon, so if any of you have suggestions as to what you'd like to see in the different tiers as perks, uh, feel free to let us know via email or whatever other social media you can find us on. Um, you can find our show notes and sources at politipoppodcast.wordpress.com. And as always, special thanks to all of you listeners out there and to Antonia Shava for logo design. For the Politipop Podcast, I've been Mike Booch. And I'm Joe. That's right, the one and only. Remember, no matter what media you're taking in what you're watching what you're listening to uh no matter how you're voting always remember to never stop thinking never stop learning rest in peace walter wallace jr and read between the lines